so, how's the performance going? It's, it's, it's going. I mean, we had our last rehearsal last night. Um, it's, it's, we'll, we always find a way to pull it together at the last second. I mean, we, uh, yeah, I mean, the Friday crowd is a little weak, but we're still going. We're going to treat it as a soft opening. Okay. Uh, we're in the thirties or forties Saturday, Sunday, and I think next week we're in the mid 30s for <laughs> attendance wise okay but when your theater sits maybe 55 to 60 people that's a packed house all right i mean they call it the little victory theater for a reason it's it's not the biggest stage but it's you can have a nice intimate show with people and when we do this show we're going to be dodging lightning bolts from the sky why it's supposed to be stormy or you're just uh, expecting to be struck down. Oh, we we'll be expect to be struck down. I mean, <laughs> the, the 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 play is called the Divine Sister, and it's about um, a Catholic hit woman who has been sent by the Mother House in Berlin to a convent in Pittsburgh. The place is falling down, and they want to dismantle it. <laughs> And build a new one, but the Catholic hip woman is like, no, because the body of Joyce Christ, which is Jesus's sister, who did all the work <laughs> that Jesus got credit for, is buried in a tomb underneath. So you might, if you come to the show, you might need to go to confession afterwards. All right. Well, welcome everyone to the Dragoon's Lair podcast. I am the Blue Dragoon himself, Daniel the Dragon, and with me once again in actual person is King Hamster Pellet himself, Mike Schiavo. Say hi to the people. Hi to the people. Okay, so we had a good show last week. A great interview. You didn't have any idea what I, I was doing. No, I, I, no. He was like, okay, we're going to use this as a cut. I'm going to put in an interview. I go, we're going to do a what now? <laughs> I thought, I honestly thought you had somebody waiting to come into the, to, to the, to the online meeting. <laughs> and he's like, no, I, I put it in later. I'm like, you bastard. <laughs> Well, you know, timing and everything needs to be taken into account. And you have your production schedule. Yes. Danielle has her schedule for her show. Mm -hmm. So trying to make everything work so everything comes out where everyone gets proper advertising was a process. No, that, that that's cool that you got that you got Danielle to uh come on the show. We gave her shout outs in our uh when we promote our show last week, we gave her plenty of shout outs. Yeah. And plenty of links. Anybody who checks out the, like the, what is it? The um, Spotify page. Mm -hmm. When you look down, because we have a poll that was going on, you know, so apparently on, like only one person voted. So I was asking how old people thought you were. 40, 40s, 50s, 60s. I was thinking everybody was going to go for like 50s or 60s, 60s? but. <laughs> After listening to your recommendations, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, so, but Danielle did get a good comment. Doug, Doug commented on there, of course. Of course. Yeah. Well, he's not the only one. If people go back and look at some of the older episodes, because I do have questions at being asked, stop fidgeting. Damn it. I gotta make myself comfortable. Do that before. Don't fidget during. You fidget digit. 
and uh, fidget digit with mission uh, fidget digit with mission digit. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. no, ba- like I was saying, on the Spotify page, when you actually look at the bottom, I have poll questions sometimes, but there is a question asking everyone like what they think of the show. We've gotten some comments on the content and stuff. It's not just from Doug. There's been a couple. There's been like other people as well. So it's great to hear from the listeners. We really want feedback from everyone out there listening because we want to make the show as great as it can be. Um, also, remember the challenge we put out. Uh, Which one? We put out a few. Could you give me a second? Two episodes ago, if we reach 50 fans... I will grow the Magnum mustache. Yep. Uh, Jason Palubny, Danny's brother. Okay. He goes, he clicked on it. And he goes, I can't wait to see the uh, Shavos stash. <laughs> Mikey Magnum. I can't wait to. Hey, and I will do it. If we get 50 followers, I will do my best to grow the Tom Selleck Magnum mustache. It won't be as good as Magnum's <laughs> because let's be serious. Only Tom Selleck can rock a stash like that. But I will do my best. To grow a Tom Selleck mustache. <laughs> so remember, everyone, make sure you like us on, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram for the Dragoon's Lair podcast. You can find that page very easily. You can email us at dragoonslayerpodcast at gmail.com. That's Dragoon's Lair podcast. Dragoon is spelled with two O's. It's all one word. Dragoon's Lair podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you like us on all the socials, you can find Mike's, you got mine. Mike will give out his later, I'll give out mine later, as we usually do. But yeah, we want to make sure we get the followers, because anyone I've talked to wants to see you with the Magnum stash, or as close to it as you can get. I am a man of my word. If we get 50, I will do my best to grow the stash. <laughs> so now... We by the time this is coming out, there's still like a, a like a few like some time before Danielle's show. Mm-hmm. She went and she didn't get a chance to say it during the show. But if you buy the tickets online with the link that's at the bottom of the description for the video on the YouTube channel and in the Spotify and show notes, that one if you buy the tickets, you actually can watch it streaming. Yeah. I don't think your performance allows for that. Um, during the pandemic, we did. We did stream a show. It was a bit of a pain in the testicles, but because just just the way the theater is set up, it's not really conducive for streaming a show, and like the rights don't allow us to do stuff like that. But uh, yeah, no. If you want to see me as a ten year old, you're gonna have to come out and see me live and in color. Yeah, so I just want everyone to remember that if they buy tickets for Danielle's show and they can't make it, they do get a streaming ticket, so they'll be able to watch it streaming on that same night. So I wanted to just make sure I threw that in there for Danielle. Yeah, so I mean, the it the video is up on YouTube, which is a lot faster than we normally do. Yeah, We still have three shows that are oh, coming waiting. out. Yeah. Th- well, they're all scheduled. They're ready to come out. The shows usually drop on a Thursday on YouTube, which is what the schedule that I've been trying to go with. So the shows, co- our audio episodes come out on Sundays. Okay. Thursdays, you get a video episode. So, so if you want to see what we look like in the Dragoon's Lair, check us out on YouTube. Exactly. Check us out. I will post 
the videos to our Instagram and Facebook pages. So check us out, people. Yeah, so make sure you check that out on the Blue Dragoon 13 is the YouTube channel. So make sure you check out the show and make sure you remember, spread the word because we're on pretty much every podcasting platform you can find us on. We're there. We're even on Google Podcast, which I didn't even know. Yeah. So it was good to find that out while I was going through some of the show stuff. Now, it's been a crazy time. The writer strike's still going on. Mm-hmm. Things are coming to an end, but we still have movies that are coming out to the theaters. So it's the beginning of June. So we want to go back to the well and do what we usually do, which is we're going to go over the movies that are coming out for the month of June 2023. So... You know, this gives us an excuse to do this at least once a month. Yeah. So, you know, but I got to say, we're starting off the month pretty strong with Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. The first animated movie was amazing. And if the second one is anywhere close to the first one, which all the hype seems to be, this is one to actually go to the theaters and watch. Now, here's my question. I saw the first uh spider-man cartoon film the into the uh, spider-verse into the spider-verse i thought it was an okay film you know i was i wasn't blown away by it i don't get what all the hype is about i Are, mean great you saw spider-man noir you saw spider-ham you have miles morales i thought it was a good film i just didn't see what everybody went batshit crazy about wow like you you really missed out like you didn't like the art aesthetic of everything the way that they interblended things it had a different feel to it it really felt like a comic book like being animated for real and i mean the voice talents are amazing no, I'm, not, I'm not taking anything away from the voice talents i would just just i mean it didn't do much for me i i enjoyed it i don't get what all the hype is about i mean it was a good film Uh, after getting live action spider-man movies repeatedly and they keep rebooting this time it really wasn't a peter parker origin story even though there were origin stories for every alternate Mm -hmm. one which the new ones should be great so i'm i'm really looking forward to this one this is one i think is you have to go to the theaters to see it i I put a meh next to it really yeah i was like I mean, the trailer alone and knowing that it's going to be Spider-Man 2099, Miguel O'Hara and Miles Morales having some conflict issues. I'm like, that alone should be worth it. We'll see. All right. So now we have June 9th. We're going to be getting Stray's The Will Ferrell Dog Movie, (laughs) which, all right, we're doing a, a, a movie that... It's not for kids because it's talking dogs. But what was the main premise of this one again? I don't even remember hearing anything about this. From what I saw from the trailer, it really seems like it's like, oh, dog's pretty much abandoned and he wants to go back to find his owner and bite his dick off. Oh, it's Homeward Bound with a fuck you twist. Yeah, it's an angry Homeward Bound. Bound. I think I'll skip that one. Yeah, that and... You know, it's Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx are a couple of the voices. The fact that it's Will Ferrell, like, I'm not a fan. It's like, if he's secondary, like, very minor minor character, 
I'm okay with. But when he is front and center, is something just makes me say no. I I have that Family Guy moment of the episode with Stewie watching Bewitched in the theater, getting on a pl- leaving, getting on a plane, going to California, getting on a step stool, ringing Will Ferrell's doorbell, hitting him and saying that's not funny. <laughs> like that's how I feel when it's Will Ferrell. There are a few guys that it's just like I don't see the appeal. Uh-huh. I mean, I understand why they're successful, but it's maybe it's just not my taste. Yeah. But it's not something I'm willing to spend my money on. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of characters where they're over the top just for the sake of being over the top. Case in point, anything that pretty much Jim Carrey is in. Like, those characters are just, like, over the top for no reason. Not a big fan of them. Um, Will Ferrell, when he plays... I mean, when he plays a character... When he did um, Old School, I thought his character was great. When Didn't he, see it. Funny <laughs> film. When he did uh, Jay and Bob Strike Back. Yeah, he was so minor of a character right. that I didn't mind. Right, but his, I mean, he, he easily could have stole every scene that he was in. But um, I I didn't hear anything about it. Now that I hear, is is it going to be like a live action it, or com- like a uh, cartoon? It's dogs running around, but they have them talking. Okay. So I'm going to assume that there's some it's like they yeah, have like, the like dogs and kind of cg yeah kind of what disney did with the lion king oh, only but i think it'll have more real dogs yeah so because the tr- everything i've seen from the trailers it doesn't look like it's cgi processed more cgi when it comes to like the, the dogs, dogs talking. talking right um now nah, wait for the book <laughs> now this one I'm pretty sure you are a little bit hyped about because we're also getting Transformers Rise of the Beasts. I'm on the fence with it because Transformers Bumblebee, I liked. This is supposed to be in the same kind of vein as Bumblebee. Um, I'm a little... when I Even when I watched Bumblebee, I was a little wary because I was like, all right, knowing how Michael Bay took a great franchise bent it over and didn't even use any lube and just <laughs> destroyed it. Um, Listen, I think when I'm they, on the fence, but, I'll probably see it, but I'm not getting my hopes up. See, the thing is Bumblebee. I, I, I always say it about Bumblebee. The first like 10 minutes, the stuff on Cybertron was exactly what you wanted from a Transformers mm-hmm. movie, especially to start the movie. Yes. And with them going and just following Bumblebee and having Haley Steinfeld, I'm like, she's amazing. Yes. And like, I think like that combination of what they did with that one and her worked really well. John Cena as like the military guy and having it where the military doesn't understand. So they're kind of siding with the, the Decepticons, Decepticons at first. I like the one scene in it when she's trying, you know, he she's trying to do like diving again and he turned on the radio here. You got the touch. Yeah, that, that it, it had a lot of throwbacks, and it was definitely a, a major course correction, and I feel like a proper reboot for the Transformers franchise, because I think they needed to go more towards how Bumblebee was, and not towards, like... Whatever Michael Bay did. No, that, that last one, I think, where it was, like, Optimus Prime riding around on a dinosaur. Yeah, and he had, like, Excalibur. Yeah. <laughs> the last night, uh, what the... Yeah, the it was weird. 
But I will say, I was a fan of the way they did the series in the 90s for the Transformers Beast War series. I like what they did, and then when they just did this one on Netflix, where they hit the different generations of Transformers, and you get to see the the Predacons and the Maximals, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I like where they're going with this. Because, I mean, Beast Wars really felt like it was a more continuous narrative story. And I liked what they did. I liked the Gorilla Optimus Prime. It, it'll it be interesting to see if they do have Optimus their... Optimus Primal? What, well, he's supposed to be in it from yeah. what you see from the trailer. But it's going to be more if we're going to get a dinosaur. Of, Megatron? Yeah, Megatron's dinosaur form. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably see it. Am I getting? Am I getting my hopes up for it? No. Um, but I do hear rumors that they will be. I believe in twenty four or twenty five. There will be another cartoon Transformers movie. Okay. Well, either way, I mean, I'm hyped about this one. Uh, again, I'm not hyped. I'm cautious. Because just just given how Michael Bay fucked up the Turtles and he fucked up Transformers, I'm like, yeah. And he's again, he is the executive producer on this, so he gets to say he's exact. Well, but that's the thing, you know, he's executive producing. He's not directing. Right, it. he's not directing. But as the executive producer, you get a big say. Like, hey, it's my money. I want this done. Yeah, but at the same time, he does have a track record of knowing what is going to make money. And Have I'm you surprised. Seen the first few Transformers films, and they made money. They made money, but listen, how is... did did I say they were great? No, you no, didn't. but they made money, yes, they and did. that was the point that I go for. Yes, because I'm not going to sit there and praise them. No, because to me personally, it was like the first one. Really, it did. It didn't have Starscream. Starscream, I think, came in in the second one. No, he was in the first. He was one. in the first he one. Was in the first one. Oh, right. Yeah, they kill him. No, did they? Yep. They they constantly killed every single one. It it was worse than the feeling of the kids had in the eighties, watching Optimus Prime die in the movie theater, and then seeing them kill Starscream right after. Mm. It was like you're just knocking out all of my favorites, and I get it. We got to push more toys, yeah. push new figures. That that's the reason why they did it because okay, this line's ending. We're bringing in a new line. Yeah, but um, <laughs> it's. The biggest problem I have with the Michael Bay Transformers, aside from Optimus Prime, everybody looks the same. Well, it, you know, everybody's a cookie cutter character. It's but the thing is, it's like I felt like when we did when the, they at least did Bumblebee, Haley Seinfeld felt like what you got from like Spike. Yes. Back in the eighties yes. cartoon, where you know it was the the human sidekick really hyped about having a robot but not like the way that it, the first Transformers live action felt because right. that one it was like it felt more like a burden where it wasn't like oh I'm trying to hide Bumblebee but at the same time it's like how cool is this that it's like right. you didn't have that same energy and excitement yeah. and Haley Steinfeld is somebody who definitely brought that excitement so seeing what they do with this one I'm really interested and I am hyped for it okay. because it, I love Transformers as a kid and if it can give me even 
a little bit of that feeling again, I'm really looking forward to it. Have you seen, it's up on YouTube, uh, Scramble City? No. Check out Transformers Scramble City. It's basically, it introduces Metroplex. It takes place literally like a week before the movie happens. It ha- you, you Which see, movie? The, the 86 movie. Okay. You see, it introduces Metroplex, it introduces Trypticon, Ultra Magnus, Cup, bunch of, bunch of those guys. And what it is, it's, um, they're building Metroplex. Okay. And, um, the Decepticons attack and they, they have, I believe, they, they bring out Trypticon and Ultra Magnus is like, well, now we have, I think he, he doesn't call him Metroplex, he calls him Scramble City. Mm. And he goes, bring out Scramble City, and you see him rolling out in battle platform mode, which I think is the only time you see <laughs> you see Metroplex in uh, battle platform mode. So he comes out, blasts the crap out of the Decepticon, the Strypticon shows up, he transforms, they have a big drawn-out battle. Trypticon gets thrown into the sea. I'm sorry, what you're calling him? One, you're not calling him Metroplex. You're calling him Scramble City. You're, well, you're uh, already... I'm like, I. all I'm sitting there doing is laughing because I just... I keep... He, all I hear is Scramble City when I see Metroplex and I'm like, scrambled eggs? Well, it's, like, keep <laughs> mind, it's, it's from the Japanese cartoon. So it's Scramble City. But anyway, he throws... That's why they renamed him when I they brought them here. Right. So he throws Trypticon into the ocean, but then something happens, and Metroplex, like, he gets injured from the battle, and something, and he, like, his, like, his eye blow out, or you see, like, a big explosion happen to Metroplex while he's in um, robot form, and he falls down, and he transforms back into city mode, and they do a shot, and he's a part of Autobot City, and you see Prime get on the shuttle and Ultra Bang is like, where are you going? Like, oh, he go he says, I'm going to Moon Base 2 uh- <laughs> to you know uh stage a takeover of Cybertron or something along those lines, which you watch that and then you watch the eighty six movie and it leads right into it. So check out uh Transformers Scramble City on YouTube. It just sounds like a mess. No, it's not. It sounds like a it mess. It sounds like a mess, but it's not. Watch it and you'll be like, right. Oh, this well this now is good. Let's let's get to June sixteenth. Okay. So June sixteenth, we've got the blackening. Never heard of it. I have no clue about this movie. It. I'm almost thinking that it's a comedy. You never know. Just from days. like the title, but I have no clue. No clue. So this one's going to be one that it's like I think it'll fly under the radar for Very a lot of people. If it's any good at all, then we'll hear about more of it once it hits streaming. Yeah, probably hear more. If it's, if it's not good, already hear, streaming. If it's any good, you'll hear about it around the ward time. Yeah. Or we'll actually start seeing some trailers. Yeah. Now, we've got Disney's Elemental. Okay. That one seems like it's going to be really cute. Yep. And I'm interested in seeing it because it's like having the elements together. Mm-hmm. They all live separate and then they start intermingling. Right. You have fire and water and they end up working together. But yeah, fire can they, they have like a relationship. Right, it's they have like, a relationship. You can't, fire can't get wet and water can't get too close. Yeah. So it's definitely something that, I mean, you know, 
when it comes to the Disney Pixar stuff like this, they have a tendency of being very good mm-hmm. at pulling on your emotional heartstrings. Yes. So I think this one's going to be one of those like kind of emotional tearjerkers right. that no matter what's going on in the world, Disney's going to be playing with that one. Yeah. I, I'll I'll maybe take my nieces to go see it. Yeah. So this is something I would say it's like kind of a cute, like kind yeah. of bring the kids to see the movie. So, I mean, I don't know if I'll see it in theaters. I may wait for I'll Disney. I'll probably wait. Wait for Disney Plus. Yeah. I mean, if my nieces want to go, I'll take them into the theaters, but I'll probably mm. wait. Yeah. Now, we have No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. I've been seeing the commercials I've for this. I've been seeing the commercials. I've seen the trailers for it. At first, I was like, what? And then watching it, I'm like, you know what? I'll go give this a shot. Yeah. This it w- looks funny. Yeah, this is one of those, it's like you can tell this is Jennifer Lawrence being able to like actually show her sense of humor and have fun. And I like this. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the the stuff that she's been in before where it almost feels like it's a typecasting Mm -hmm. kind of a deal. This is like, oh, we're going to get to see a different side of her. Like what we see in like the interviews that they did with her and like Chris Pratt, like kind of like insulting each other yeah. and stuff this it, it looks like just from the, the trailers it looks like a fun movie and it looks like something she's probably said you know what i need to take a break from the heavy stuff that i've been doing from yeah. like you know i don't want to you know i'm not she knows she's not going to get any awards for this film it looks like okay you know what it's a payday it's a fun film i want to have fun that's what it looks like yeah i mean the premise seems like i've got a feeling that this is going to be one of those movies where it's going to end up being like, let's say, Revenge of the Nerds or like Police Academy, where nowadays you couldn't make them because it the, there's going to be a tonal shift mm-hmm. throughout time. And, you know, some comedies just don't last. Like everyone loved American Pie when it came out, yep. but it just and it was a huge hit. Yep. It's just now people look at it and they start cringing over the fact that it's a bu- like four guys all wanting to get laid yeah. on prom night and it's like them doing whatever it takes so i mean it was a premise for a movie and listen it was funny at the time i still laugh at it i don't go back and watch it but that's just because it's not a movie that i'm like comedies i feel like you have to take breaks from them yes because if you watch them too much the jokes are done yeah you you know what's coming up so you don't you don't watch i mean i watched uh super troopers for the first time the other night yeah after like not seeing it for like three or four years and some of the jokes i remember i'm like oh ha 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 but then when they went to the gun range and mac is there with the bulletproof cup yeah it <laughs> and he gets shot in the dick and he how you feeling mac good enough to fuck your mother forgot about that line totally <laughs> laughed my ass off as if i heard it for the first time yeah so it, it's one of those things where it's like this is going to be a Jennifer Lawrence comedy that I think it's going to it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be worth seeing. Yes. But I have a feeling and this is just a long-term prediction that it's going to be one of those situations where it's like, "Oh, yeah, the jokes aren't going to age well." Uh, you never know, but that, know, that that's it, my, that's just it. that's just my prediction okay. from years and years of movie watching where you can tell like the generations change the tone changes for what they find funny what so it's going to be one of those things where i don't think it's going to age well as the progression of time i don't but 
that's comedy in a nutshell because yeah. comedies are typically they push What's the funny limits today isn't funny tomorrow yeah you, you push the limits just seeing this film it looks like a funny one and done film like yeah the police academy films since they had such like a big ensemble cast and the whole premise was these people are in the police academy so you see them training and then okay what happens to them after they graduate with a film like this i don't see it uh, it's not a franchise it's not definitely not a franchise so i think something like this one and done you laugh over the summer with it yeah come september okay what else is going on yeah now june 23rd is the day where i'm just completely torn because it's the flash okay. and it's ezra miller's flash and while i don't like all the horrible things ezra miller has done mm-hmm. and he seems to be the only one that dc's willing to keep they're not getting rid of momoa but it looks like momoa may shift from aquaman to another character and if it's lobo even fucking better but it this flash it's like Ezra Miller's not the reason to see this movie. No, absolutely. Ezra Miller is just a he's just a vessel. Yeah, it's you're, you're watching it to see Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton. And also I heard a rumor Clooney? No. No, not Clooney. That you will see and I spoke about this to Mr. Smith last Friday. You will see uh Nick Cage in a Superman suit. Yeah, they've they've said like you're gonna see like the Nicola Nicholas Cage kind of Superman for that one that Kevin Smith had tried to do the writing for that movie for. Oh, he he wrote it. Yeah, he wrote it, but it was also not done. And the giant spider thing is just like yeah, giant fucking spider. Yeah, it's like really, yeah. but thank that. But you know that's what it's supposed. They're saying like we'll see like I guess going through the multiverse or whatever, like Nick Cage fighting. Giant as Superman uh, fighting a giant spider, like so. <laughs> but it's we're they're saying Clooney's the third, the third Batman. So I this haven't is, heard anything about this. Clooney. Is the last time we're getting Gal Gadot as Wonder, Wonder Woman outside of the Aquaman, Aquaman two. Last time we're gonna see Momoa as Aquaman, other than for his movie, which was supposed to come out before this one. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, with a merger, and I. I'm really sick and tired of doing this, but I have to do it again. The merger between Warner Brothers and Discovery, that merger where you would have thought it's bringing in money. They have, oh, we don't have enough money to release the movies when we were supposed to, so we're pushing back. It would have been cool if Flash would have came out last year like it was supposed to, just like Aquaman 2. And hey, if they would have came out last year we'd be more hyped up right now for Blue Beetle, which that's one that looks like that should looks be hype. Fun. That one that one looks fun. It, oh, it, yeah. It, I want to see Blue Beetle. Oh, I yeah. Will, I, I'll pro- I probably won't be there opening week because I just don't do shit opening week, but I will see that in the movie. So yeah. I'll drop some coin. and Now, it, it the Ezra Miller thing is, like, the problem, but at the same time, and I was listening to someone's opinion that they were talking about and I have to I I started to kind of change my mind a little bit on things but I still just don't know how I feel about it because the movie's already made mm-hmm. so it's not it 
unfortunately, I'm pretty sure Ezra Miller has it. One of those contracts where it's in the theaters, he's going to make money off the back end. But it's that's the part that's like kind of keeping me on the fence. But what they said was the movie's done. You should be supporting everyone else that made the movie. You know, you don't like now the other movies that are coming out. Like if they were the studios were going to cast Ezra Miller, they're really not casting him. So he's going to kind of have to hold off before he ever gets a a role. And it's like, he's going to have to do a full redemption. But until then he's going to be punished for what he's doing for roles outside of this movie. Mm -hmm. So it's more to support everyone else. So for that respect, I can actually kind of like give a bit of a, a a give on that one. Yeah. I mean, with a movie, of that scope, you have to see it at least one time in the theater. And I will go see The Flash in the theater. Again, not supporting Ezra Miller, not supporting anything that he did to those people. I want to see it because I want to see Michael Keaton back as Batman. Yeah. I want to see Ben Affleck, Affleck back as Batman. Affleck. Affleck. I want to see that. I want to see how they handle all this. Um. Yeah, it, it's one of those films that you need to see in the theaters at least once. And people will say, oh, I'm not going to give Ezra Miller money. You know what? The man made his bank on this. You not going to a theater to see it, trust me, he's not going to feel it. He's not going to say, oh, so-and-so didn't go see my my film. I can only get you know 80 cars tonight instead of 85. You know, He's not going to feel it. Don't deprive yourself of the experience of seeing it in an IMAX, seeing it live in a live, seeing it in a theater, do it. Just, I mean, you don't support them. Fine. That's great. Just go, just don't deprive yourself of seeing it on the big screen. Yeah. So it, it, but with all the reviews, it's, it is a very tough decision Yeah. because everyone's saying how great the, the screenings have been. Now is, this is my question. Is everybody saying, oh, this movie's great because of you You finally get to see Michael Keaton suit up again? You finally get to see Ben Affleck? Or is it just that good? See, I'm leaning more towards the nostalgic factor of seeing Michael Keaton, of knowing this is going to be the last run for Gadot and Affleck. I'm leaning towards that. And, and just knowing how James Gunn is going to reboot everything i'm leaning towards more of the nostalgia factor okay these are characters we know i want to see them one more time before they're taken away from me listen the the thing is though no one's ever taking anything away as long as they're available to watch going back it's it's the ultimate multiverse principle made real you can like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. You could be the fan of the Andrew Garfield ones. You do have both of them as Spider-Man. Right, but when I say go away, I mean you're not going to get any more. You like you're not going to get any more Andrew Garfield Spider-Man standalones. Probably, probably not. You're not going to get any more Tobey Maguire standalones. Probably not. They're both getting up there. They post, you know, probably chances are you're not going to get it. You're going to get somebody new. But okay. it's still one of those things where you can always go back. Right, but I'm saying, but you won't get anything new. That's when I say when I say go away. You won't get anything new from them. 
Yeah, but it's not the same thing. That's why I'm saying it's like it's the same way like Disney keeps redoing shit. You but you never lose the original. So right. you, if you don't want to see a redo a remake of something, then just don't fucking see it. You right. got the original. But, right. you know, it is what it is. But let's we're we'll get on to that in a, a little and, bit, yeah. but because but I got to we got to hit these last couple movies for the 30th of June. Okay. So, end of the month and we're going to get Harold and the Purple Crayon. Now, I've heard absolutely nothing about this, but I will say it has Zachary Levi and Zoe Deschanel. And Zachary Levi is a charming motherfucker. He, he's, I, I watched him in American Underdog where he played Kurt Warner. Mm. I'm like, dude, you can do no wrong. Yeah, it between that, his Shazam, Shazam. and Chuck, mm-hmm. which... Huge fan. Wasn't he also in um, Heroes Reborn? Um, Zero Doc Thirty. I don't know, but I do know he was in Tangled. <laughs> yeah. So him is <laughs> Flynn Rider over there. So yeah. it's like I think he can do no wrong just for being Flynn Rider alone. Oh yeah. So yeah. So it's. I don't know anything about it, but I feel like... No, it's a children's book, isn't it? I think so, but I have no clue. Yeah, but this this is going to be one I'm, I'm willing to check out yeah. when it's available on streaming. Mm-hmm. So, And then we have Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Now, I am a huge Indiana Jones fan. Love Indiana Jones. Grew up watching it. It was like... Between Star Wars and Indiana Jones, I could go back and forth, and then every now and then you would throw in like Back to the the Future, future. but for the most part, it was Indiana Jones, Jones. and out of my favorites, it's Temple of Doom. Really? Yep. I gotta go to the original. I gotta go uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. See, for me, it was also because I'm a Goonies fan, so you have Data now, a short round. And then not only that, but there's some. I like Willie Scott. I read that uh, there were scenes. I'm not sure if they were shot, but they were written where it would have been a whole lot darker. Mm. Remember when Indy got uh, possessed? Yeah. There was supposed to be another scene in it where um, he comes out of the tunnel in Willie's room. And he's acting all normal. And he tries to kill her. Uh, I don't know if he tries to kill her, but he was he he was the one who brought her back into the temple. Yeah. And like there was a scene in it where you see like smoke coming out of his mouth because that's just what whatever they had him drink do. Yeah. And I I was reading it and it's like maybe ten fifteen pages and I'm like holy shit this is very dark. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen that. Well, no matter what, I loved it. I think also because I was a kid, there were a lot more kids in this movie. And it felt more fun. Like the, you almost wanted to go on a roller coaster that was yeah. the minecart ride. Only thing I didn't like was the bugs. Nah. <laughs> I don't like the bugs. I don't know. I don't think there were a lot of people that liked the bugs. I don't like the bugs. But you know, a lot of people I know they weren't for Kate Capshaw, but I thought she did a phenomenal job. I, Will, Willie Willie Scott is one of my all time favorite of the indie yeah, like indie, indie women. women. Like, but I do have to say. I was turned off when we got to the fourth movie of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yes. And it had it really had nothing to do with Shia LaBeouf. It was the fact that it was were it felt like it was that time frame of 
all we were seeing on the History Channel that had gone from the World War II Hitler Channel mm-hmm. to Ancient Aliens. Yeah. Our ancient alien overlords. I was waiting to see that George Papadopoulos guy with the crazy hair. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's like, that's all you're thinking of. And it's like, it felt like the conspiracy theory channel at that point. At At the end of that film, when the hat blows off the rack and it lands at Shiloh's feet, I believe I saw it in the theater with my brother. Yeah. And we're sitting there, we're like, don't do it. Don't do it. He picks up the hat, we're like, don't do it. We're like, don't you fucking do it. And then finally, when Harrison takes the hat out of his hands, the entire audience started applauding. Yeah. You heard everybody go, don't put it on, no. And yeah. then when Harrison takes it back, we, we all breathe a sigh of relief. Like, thank Christ. Yeah. Well, you know, it it's one of those things where it's like, is this something that I'm like dying to see? I want to see Harrison Ford see back. It. And he even said, this is the last time he's, this is the last run. This yeah. is it. Okay. There so, won't be anybody else playing the character. Yeah. So I will see it in the theater. Yeah, I will see it. I mean, it's going to be one of those movies. I'm like, am I going to see it in the theater? Yes. You will. I'm, I'm on it. For me, it's more a matter of, do I have the time? I will see it in the theater only because I've seen, only one I didn't see in the theater was Raiders because I was, I don't know. When did it come out? 81? 82? (laughs) Um, I saw a re-release in the theater at the old Ziegfeld where friends of mine and I, we all went down and we saw all three. I saw Temple of Doom when it came out in the theater. I saw uh, Last Crusade when it came out in the theater. I saw Crystal Skull when it came out in the theater. So I will keep it going. I will see Dial of Destiny when it comes out in the theater. See, I saw Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in theater. All others were seen at home. No, I saw... Well, my father also, he was the one who got me hooked on it. He yeah. was like, you want to watch something cool? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was a lot like, yeah. yeah. So he, he popped in VHS, and he goes, Indiana Jones. He goes, he didn't even call it Indiana Jones. It's just Raiders of the Lost Ark. Because that's what it was yeah, initially. It was Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm like, okay. And watching it, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, and that's one thing like a lot of people forget. Like, Indiana Jones, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark was originally just called oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. The way that Star Wars A New Hope was only called Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It wasn't A New Hope. Well, before it was Indiana Jones, do you know what it was called? Raiders? Nope. What? No, the character of Indiana Jones. No. Originally, when Lucas wrote it, it was Indiana Smith. Okay. And, and Spielberg was like, no. In, Indiana Smith? He goes, no. He goes, what are we going to call him then? And he goes, I don't know. Literally, like, I don't know Jones, anything. He goes, Indiana Jones. He goes, okay, that, that works. <laughs> All right. So now that uh, we've talked about the upcoming movies, mm-hmm. you know, everyone at home can let us know what movies they're excited to see because yes. you can either leave a message on the Spotify page because the Spotify page does have a section. And I do leave the question up because I want people to tell us what they think of the episodes. So you can do you can leave a comment there. And if even if we something coming out that we didn't hit on, let us know. Yep. And you can also email us at dragoonslayerpodcast at gmail.com. That's dragoonslayerpodcast. Dragoon is spelled with two O's. That's all one word. Dragoonslayerpodcast at gmail.com. Now you can also message us on the Facebook and the Instagram, Instagram. page for Dragoonslayer Podcast. So they can check those out and they can like, follow us on there. They can follow us on any of our personal socials. You can find me easily, Blue Dragoon 13, on TikTok, 
Instagram. You can find me on Twitch. And on Twitch, you can find the link to the Discord page. You can also find him on Pornhub. Not doing that one again. No. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm sorry. You can find him watching Pornhub. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, that one I can't... can't I'll, I'll, I'll argue a lot of them, but I'm not, that one I... That I one. like, yeah, you know, no. every now and then. But, so it's that point where it's like now we've got to talk as you came up with the topic and I, I think we're revisiting a topic we've done before. So why don't you lead us off on this one? All right. It's remakes and reboots. Sometimes a remake, a reboot is needed. Perfect case in point. Star Trek. Okay. You had the original cast. They had their, they had the TV show. We all knew Kirk, Scotty, Spock, Sulu. We all knew them. Okay? They had their run in the film. Then, as they were doing their film, we had the next generation. So, we had the next generation on TV while the original cast was still doing their films. They were doing films, but the, sh- the show itself was canceled. Right. The show itself, the original run of Star Trek was canceled. They lived on in the th- in the film. While you were watching that, we also had a new Enterprise, the Enterprise D, with all, you know, Jean-Luc, Riker, um, the, Will, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton? Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Uh, Jordan, Data, Worf, all of them. And we followed them on TV. And then they became... You mean the cast of Disney's Gargoyles? Yes. <laughs> and then they became... They... they, they Perfect way they passed the torch was in generations. Yeah, perfect little exclamation point. And then it was it was a generational passing of the torch. I don't know if I really would consider though those to be a reboot or a remake no, because no, no. you got to realize that's a franchise continuation Wait, story. Let me let me get to it. I'm making my you point. take a long time to get to a, your point. Anyway, so you have you followed the new. You follow the new uh, cast. You follow the the uh, next generation cast, okay? And then those movies ended. So now, Voyager wasn't strong enough to have a film franchise. Deep Space Nine wasn't strong enough to have a film franchise. Well, okay. Deep Deep Space Nine though, and I'm not a Star Trek fan, and it's a, it it's bizarre that I can say stuff like this, but Deep Space Nine was centralized on a space station. Right. It was. Basically to compete with Babylon 5 because right. they ripped off Babylon 5 for that mm-hmm. one pretty much from what I've seen from like the history of these things. Right. But it wasn't that it wasn't strong enough to have a store like a movie. They weren't going anywhere. It was right. like it all took place on, on the, space the space station. station. Every now and then they hit the wormhole. But it was the a long, station. but it was a longer, overarching story right. where you had to watch every episode because that one was not just an episodic. Right. That had an overarching theme. Right. So now the Star Trek movies kind of ended. Okay. You had the last one with um, when Tom Hardy was the big bad guy. Uh, Insurrection, I think it was. And then... Con? No. In, wasn't, no. wasn't he Con? Tom Hardy? I don't know anymore. No. Uh, what's his name? Benedict Cumberbatch was Con. Uh, listen, and you got to realize I'm... Like, like I said, not really a Star Trek right. fan. And then you had a lull, okay? You had, you know, the reruns, 
And then 2009 came around. And then people started talking, oh, we're getting a new Star Trek film, but we're doing Kirk. And everybody was like, oh, okay, let, let's see how they do this. Then they brought in uh, Chris Pine. Um, and then they brought in the entire, you know, they brought in um, Scotty. They, they, re, they rebooted that, Star Trek. They did it in a way that you drag these fucking points on and on. Yeah, because you keep interrupting me. But you don't get to the fucking point. Shut up, let me talk. They, they rebooted it in a way where, like, okay, they stayed true to the source material, but they gave you the backstory. Stuff you didn't see. The reboot of Star Trek worked. Every time you have a superhero movie coming out, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, we don't need to have an origin story. We don't need to reboot it. We knew what happened to Batman. We knew how Spider-Man got his powers, okay? We knew how the Fantastic Four got their powers. Give us a story where they're already established, and it will be phenomenal. They did that. They've already technically done that with Batman v Superman. We didn't get an origin story for Batman. There, Yeah, you get to see the parents die, but it was in such a small flashback. You didn't get like a full origin origin. And Tom Holland, Spider-Man, when he came in in Civil War, even going into Homecoming, there was no backstory really. If they mentioned something, they mentioned it, but it was never... Like, oh, okay, we're retelling the story. They realized that they didn't need to tell those character stories over again. I don't know how James Gunn's planning to do Superman Legacy. I, I hope it's not an origin. We, we know it. Give us something. I mean, right now... Supposedly the, Brainiac's in it. Yeah, but... but listen, the rumor, the rumor is like for this Fantastic Four, they're going to already be established. Good. So, we don't need to and even if you're going to make a mention of how they got their powers, it's usually if, okay if they're telling somebody. You know, what was it? Tom Holland, like, I got bit by a radioactive spider. I got bit by like this spider. It's like, okay, you got bit by a, a spider. It's like we now got the quick origin without going through everything. And they can even do what they did in the in uh, Superman 2 when during the opening credits they had the origin. They did basically recapped the entire first movie in the opening credits of the second one. And that's what they did with Affleck for Batman v Superman. It was so short of Thomas and Martha Wayne going walking, getting killed and then you're seeing the funeral. So it wasn't like they did an, this overarching thing, and it was during the opening credits. Now, granted, it's Maggie and Negan yeah. are his parents, but most people didn't realize that one. I didn't realize. <laughs> they, they looked familiar to me, but I was like, is that who I think? Yep. <laughs> and by the time you were able to put the name to the face, the movie moved on. Now, I feel like there are shows that they get a continuation, which is kind of rebooting the franchise. That actually can be done relatively well if it's done correctly uh -huh. like one thing is it's like i will say like iCarly was the nickelodeon show it was it was a fun sh show uh -huh. i've gone back i've seen episodes and stuff it i wasn't in the age demographic for it at the time and i'm like okay i'm older than this but i i went back i watched it and it had a it was fun it had a great tone to it the characters were very likable 
and now they've brought the show back on Paramount, I believe it's Paramount Plus has it, and they're on their third season. And it has some of those charming elements to it and the fun, but at the same time, it feels more adult. It feels like I'm not still not in the right age range for it, but I can still enjoy it. Right. But it is one of those things where it's like they're doing it well. It just it feels like it's missing a little something. And I think that's more because like Jeanette McCurdy didn't come back. But Miranda Cosgrove has gone into it and it felt fine to for what it was and what it's being. And she's doing a great job. So I like what all the actors who've come back have done. So it's it's one of those things where it's not like I'm going to sit there and say it's unnecessary, but it was a good like restart for a franchise, especially that it kind of has a bit of a negative connotation, especially nowadays. So because it's got that negative connotation and it's like, okay, we've kind of removed that aspect because, you know, I grew up watching Dan Schneider on Head of the Class. Mm -hmm. And now hearing about all these things and these issues from his own production company and him, I'm like, you know what? I I don't know anything about this, but if he, if even half of what they're saying is true, you know what? It's understandable why they were like Nickelodeon wa was washing their hands of him. Even though he was part of the majority of some of their biggest shows from his production studio. I mean, let's face it. You look, you know, getting a reboot is kind of tricky. Mm -hmm. They, and I'll go to Disney for this one okay. and not even, and I'm not even going to talk about their re remakes. I'm talking like they, they kind of remade a movie that most people didn't even realize. They remade adventures in babysitting. Did they? Yep. They took adventures in babysitting and remade it an updated version. It was more like almost direct to Disney Channel. I don't think it went to the theaters, but it's one, it was a cute movie. What was it called? Uh, it's called Adventures in Babysitting. Oh. It has um Sabrina Carpenter and Sophia Carlson who are some Disney actors and stuff. One was so Sabrina Carpenter was in the Girl Meets World show and Sophia Carlson, I believe, or like she's from the Descendants movies. Okay. So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, they've got actors from other stuff that they're doing, which I love that they do use their talent over and like keep them fresh and relevant. Mm -hmm. And it really is one of those things where it was like, ugh, you didn't need to remake this one. While I get it, you're making it for a newer audience and I'm not the the target audience for it. The actresses did a good job with it and you could tell it looks like it's a fun movie, but it's just not the original. Right. And if you've grown up with the original, it's going to make it a little harder to like wrap your head around it. And that's the thing. Like it's, I loved Elizabeth Shue. Oh, who doesn't? Elizabeth Shue is amazing. I don't remember the name of the of the actress, the little girl. Mm -hmm. Like she was great, and then finding out that it was Vincent D'Onofrio is the guy who was like the mechanic to mm -hmm. change the tires. It was like, oh, so it's like she's worshiping him. Like he looks like he could be Thor. Yeah. Now here's a question: 
How long do you, how long do you wait before you reboot a franchise? To reboot a franchise? Mm-hmm. How I, long how long would you wait? Whether it be a superhero franchise, um you know, a movie that has at least two sequels to like a Godzilla franchise, King Kong Godzilla franchise. How long do you wait after the last film is released before you say, "Okay guys, we're going to redo it." How long do you wait? 20 to 30 years. See, I would agree with you, but the morons running Hollywood will maybe wait 20 to 30 months. That is the problem when you look at a studio system, which is one of the reasons why we support the writers. Yes. The writers are also being asked to churn out shit. And I, I say shit because it's like, if you're doing such a high turnover rate on properties, we're getting the same things over again. It's like, we could get a break and like kind of space things out, mm-hmm. but we're not. It's all like new, new, new. It, it, there's no time to even catch up with stuff because there's something new. See, this is where I think Marvel should have said, hold up. After Infinity um, Endgame, they should have took a break. They should have, because from when did Iron Man come out? Oh, it was nine. it was already like twenty years. Yeah. That's the thing. Twenty years, and you have Iron Man, Iron Man Two, Thor, Captain America, the Avengers, and everything that comes after that. They saturated the market. If they really wanted people to get hyped up again and to have like levels they did when it first came out, they should have said, "Okay, you know what? Let's just hold it for a while." Well, listen. Give everybody I, a chance to catch your now, breath, here, and then here's the hit thing, though. I went. I've. I was listening to some people talking about this something very similar, and the thing is that it more falls into the time, the framework of. I don't think it's Marvel needed to step back. I think they have a problem because they just keep building and building another threat. They're always looking to the future, and this is the point that the person was making. If I remember who it is, I would gladly give them credit for it. But it's, they keep building, and they go for the future. And they're looking towards the future, and they're not worried about what's going on in the present. And that's where the problem really falls in. Because when you have people going, and it's like, okay, you keep coming for the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. No one's getting a chance to catch their breath, Why? but it's not about taking time like to restart. It's they're just on another phase of their franchise. Right, and I'm not saying restart. I'm just saying give us a break. Yeah, but let us catch our breath. But the problem is, it really is, and this is, I think, more of a societal problem where it's everyone wants more and more and more, mm-hmm. and they they ex- want it now. They want new content, and the thing is, what people don't realize is because. I will blame Netflix for this a little bit because mm-hmm. it's a binge problem. Oh, without a doubt. Now, granted, I love binging things. I like when everything's available. So if I want to watch the next episode, I can. But at the same time, I have to, and I also hate saying it, like Max and Disney Plus, Hulu, where things are coming out week to week. If they give you two episodes at the start of a season, okay. And then they it's like you get another week. And then you got to wait a week. And you got to wait a week. Which is, I'm fine with that. Because I well, hate binge watching. See, that's, wh- that's where you and I differ. Because I like the, to binge watch. 
because especially if I'm re if something's really caught my attention, I want to keep going. I don't want to just stop. And that's more of an impatience thing. But we both grew up as kids where it was like you had no choice. You had to wait. Yeah. And that was the culture. It like kids nowadays don't really have to wait a week for things. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I I've listened to people out in the world when, you know, they're talking about like watching something or a streaming service. You know how many times I hear people say it's like, well, I'm going to wait until it's done. Like for a show on Disney Plus or something on Max. Yeah, I'll wait till the season's done. I'll pay for the app for the month, binge it, and then I'll cancel it so I don't have to. And I respect it. I think you're spending more money by having to constantly keep signing up for an app, canceling and starting, canceling and starting. It's like, just you've you already got it. You got it. But waiting a week seems to be... It's, it's You know, at least with streaming, I will say, it's wait a week, not like watching things on television. Like, that's how we just watched. And we can say the major like the CW's Arrowverse. The Arrowverse was week to week, but you would get interrupted because, oh, there's the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's the State of the Union. Oh, there's a war breaking out. Oh, there's some crisis. Something is happening. We lose a week of an episode or maybe two weeks. I, I The thing I, <clears throat> excuse me. The thing I like about having to wait a week or two weeks or even a month if it's a season finale, it gives you time to fill in the blank. Okay, we left you on this cliffhanger. You play it out in your head. Oh, well, this could happen. And then, oh, well, you know, we saw this person's hand. It could be this character finally being introduced. Or we saw this. And it gives you a chance to fill in the blank so when the show does resume next season, next week, whenever, you're like, okay, let's see if I'm right. You know? Yeah. It, it gives you something. If you're a fan of the show and you have like, you know, like when they did um, the Game of Thrones, <laughs> everybody was talking about it. What happens after this one? What happens after this? It gives you something to talk about. And you make your predictions. And then you go back, you sit down and watch it next week. Oh, shit. I didn't see that one coming. Oh, oh fuck. I was right. Game of Thrones was only more a matter of that happened after like season five. Yeah. Because, hey, we got books up to five. It's like, where's six and seven? Which still haven't come out yet. Yeah. And you figure they started these, what, like in the 80s, the 70s, 80s, Game of Thrones books started? I yeah. Now, the thing is, and this is where I have a like slight problem with something like that. It's like, oh, we're getting spinoff shows and the writer is working on those shows. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about the book? Yeah, finished the book. I want the books finished because there was there's still characters that I liked from the books and I've already read the first five. So where I want to see where those characters that didn't make it into the show, where'd they go? How did things change because of their them being there? You know, but mm-hmm. that that's my own personal gripe on stuff like that. But I mean, I I think the perfect amount of time to reboot something is a 20 to 30 year gap. Okay. I mean, if you take a look and an easy prime example is bo- rebooting up the franchise of the Karate Kid. They And I'm not even going to talk about the Kung Fu Kid with Jaden Smith because mm-hmm. that's the Kung Fu Kid. 
Do not call it the Karate Kid. He's not even learning karate. And again, neither did Daniel. But let's just put a pin on that note. But it really is more a matter of when you look at it. It's been how many years since the Karate Kid movies? Then we get Cobra Kai. And Cobra Kai has been amazing. And we're all looking forward to season six dropping. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be one that it's going to be bingeable. And I'm going to binge that one. I don't want to wait. Do you consider Cobra Kai a reboot or a continuation? See, I would say it's a continuation. I think it's I think it's both. I think more continuation than reboot because you still have original characters playing their original roles. Yes, but I still consider it both because they are retelling the story from a different perspective. When you go back and you watch season one of Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. Miguel is Daniel. Right. It's what would have happened if you think about it. It's okay. Daniel actually learns from Cobra Kai and it's like he gets taken under by Kreese. Where Johnny, his son, is kind of, is the bully, and Daniel's the one that took him in and is like yeah, it's teaching a role him. Reverse. So they're role reversing. That's why I consider it a reboot because they're rebooting it with the kids, but they're continuing on with the story with the adults. So it's both. I can't like say that it's not a continuation, but it's also a reboot. Because the the franchise was dead. You can pretty much say, who who was talking about the next Karate Kid? Mm-hmm. No one even oh. thought about saying, hey, maybe they'll bring Hillary Swank back until they kept going. And they were, they were tapping into people from each part of the story from the movies to bring them back in. And that's where it really shines. Did Elizabeth Shue make an appearance? Yes, yeah, she did. What, you didn't watch the show? I couldn't remember if she showed up or not. I didn't oh, she season. showed up, and I was so happy because she comes back. You still get to see a little bit of the tension from way back when, but you also see like how things have changed, and I love Elizabeth Shoot to this day. Yeah, she can do no wrong. Like, see, I will always see her no matter what. The Adventures in Babysitting was that movie for me that I was like, yep. Now, before we wrap things up and we start doing our usual self-promo and everything, I do want to ask that anyone who is out there, if they have some ideas for content that they want us to cover, because right now we're go- we are going through a drought, same as you guys. Mm-hmm. We can- I can come up with tons of things for us to talk about and discuss, but we want to know what interests you. Yep, please so let us know. Let us know. Leave us a review or a comment on iTunes. You can leave us a comment on the Spotify page. You can all, I don't know if you can do it on iHeartRadio, but we're on there as well. So like us, follow us, you know, get us to 50 followers and Mike gets the stash. I'll grow it. I'll do my best to grow the Tom Selleck Magnum mustache and we're putting it out there. And we will make sure that he posts daily photos on the Dragoon's Lair podcast, Facebook, and Instagram page of him growing this mustache. I will I will do my best to grow it. Yeah. Now, we really want you guys to have an input in the show and be part of the community and like help us grow everything. So we are going to be making some format changes. We are rounding the corner 
And I want to let everyone know that our first season of the Dragoons Letter podcast will be coming to a wrap by the end of July. Mm-hmm. And we will then take maybe like two weeks off and we will come back and we will be starting season two. This is just a little like letting everyone know what's going on down the line. And we will be doing some format changes. So things are going to get a little tighter around here when it comes to conversation. I'm going to stop Mike from dragging on his points. And stop interrupting me. No, we're going we're, we're gonna to put a vice around your nuts. And every single time you go off on a tangent, we're going to start tightening. We? We, because Doug is... <laughs> Doug actually sent me this wonderful picture of you, which I'm going to have to post, where you... Are you are you a real boy? Oh, he sent you that. Yeah, um, I've gotta say, you do look like a marionette that they just cut the strings. Oh, so. it's like a vampire in its coffin, just on the couch. I'm gonna have to post this online for people to see this, and I want people to comment because I I am gonna post this on the Facebook and the Facebook page at the very least the in and try to go on the Instagram page. You've got more control over that one than I do, but I want this picture posted because I tell them what it is. This is a picture of Mike, like laying down on his couch and it's like, he's like flopped out on the couch (laughs) and you would think it's like somebody just cut Pinocchio strings. And so I want to know, does Mike look like a real boy? Yes, I am a real fucking boy. Uh, not with the way, not how far away you sound on when you say that, but no, it. I got no strings to hold me down. <laughs> what can I say? I I fell. The couch, my couch isn't the biggest in the world. My arms are at my side, and Doug fucking Doug put on, um, uh, the Flashpoint movie, the DC Flashpoint movie. Yeah, he passed out, and he started snoring. And of course, if I hear somebody snore, I'm gonna pass out too. <laughs> So this this fuck nut. <laughs> I didn't even know it until like the next day. He goes, click. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you asshole. Yep. And I got that photo. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyone who sees this photo, because I'm gonna be posting this over the weekend. And um, yeah. Please let us know. Comment if you believe that Mike is a real boy or not. <laughs> He he truly looked like a marionette, like just I would say like a vampire marionette, just like laying there. Because it, it almost you you had the the Count Dracula, like your hands kind of flop over. No, my hands were at my side. You looked like a vampire in its coffin. My hands were at my side. All right, well, shameless plug time. Uh, yep, now it's time for our shameless plugs, and we're gonna start with Mike because we're gonna promote Mike's performance stuff and stuff. So okay. First up, on January 3 through the 11th, that's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the following Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'll be performing in a performance of The Divine Sister at the Little Victory Theater. You can get tickets at showticks4u, that's the number four, showticks4u.com. In the search bar, you type in Little Victory Theater, and it'll come up. Uh, tickets are going fast. We do have tickets available for opening night, but the rest of the tickets are going fast. So if you want to see me do that on the 17th, 
I will be making my GM in-ring debut for New Evolution Wrestling. It's the best of the best, Saturday, June 17th. Tickets, 25 bucks for general admission, 30 bucks for the first row. Bell time is at 6.30. This is an all-age welcome show. Uh, it will be at the RPD Court Time Sports Complex, 201 Westfield Avenue, West Rochelle Park, New Jersey. Come check us out then. The card is going to be amazing. The talent we have is top-notch. If you're a wrestling fan, come on out and check us out. New Evolution Wrestling, that's on July. <laughs> I almost said July or January. June, the other, the other, the other J month, that would be June 17th. There are and, three of them. Yes, the other one. I said, I, said, I said June. I said July. I said January. I said June. Oh, uh, I, I lost track. I was too busy with the laugh track. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then on the 21st, if you want to get your tickets, uh, you can find the fourth wall at the second annual Staten Island International Summer of Shorts Film Festival. Saturday, July, June. July, I did it again. Saturday, <laughs> June. And I'm reading it too. Saturday, June 24th. Doors open at 5. It's the Oscar Teal School, Sunday School Building, Reformed Protestant Church, 54 Port Richmond Avenue, Staten Island, New York, 10302. Do a search for Staten Island Summer of Shorts. You could find tickets there. Or if you just send me all the information, it will be in our show notes. That too. <laughs> yeah. So now your socials. Oh, yes. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Hamster Pella Productions. I also do the uh, Blue Dragoons podcast on Instagram. So I run that too. And but, Facebook for the most part. I'm getting to Facebook. Okay. You can find me on Facebook under my name, and you can also find me on the Hamster Pillar Productions and the Dragoon's Layer Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Any other way they can get in touch with you? Smoke signals, carrier pigeons, snail mail. Um, if you want to Venmo me some money, I can give you my Venmo. I can give you my uh, <laughs> PayPal if you want. I don't have Apple Pay, sorry. Um, (laughs) if you want to send something Pony Express I'm sure they're still running in some parts of the country knock yourself out and you can find me on all my socials the majority of them are Blue Dragoon 13 that would be TikTok, Instagram, Twitch we have the Discord page which is on we got a nice little link for it on the Twitch page we're going to try to do a live show at some point where we're going to stream once production boy is done with uh, all of the stage performances. Oh, I also have a movie coming up next week. Too. Oh, I'm shooting a movie. Actually, this Saturday I'm shooting a movie. See, look, he tells me nothing and I don't know what his schedule is. So but I'm doing it on Saturday. So yes, it has but, nothing to do with you. Usually does. Cause you usually end up calling to ask me that for help. Yeah, but I know it's going to be on a Saturday. You're going to be asleep. <laughs> so yes, I will be hibernating. Of <laughs> course. In between editing the episodes to make sure they come out. So, yes, you can also find me on Blue Dragoon 13, the YouTube channel, where you can get video episodes of the Dragoon's Lair podcast. We have an entire playlist of all the video episodes, and we're pretty much scheduled up until virtually the end of June for upcoming episodes coming out on the YouTube channel. 
you can make sure you can like, follow us, subscribe uh, to the face for Facebook, on the YouTube page, on Instagram, and make sure you like us, follow us, leave us comments on Spotify, leave us a review on iTunes, and you can listen to us on almost any platform of your podcast preference. We're pretty much almost everywhere according to well, the, what I was looking for yeah. to find out where we're at because I was checking our analytics because I, we get comments and stuff. Doug, like I said, Doug left a wonderful comment for the interview with Danielle. Yes, I want to th- I want to thank her again for coming on the show last time. It was a pleasure having her on. Thank you, Danielle. Yeah. So, you know, we want to do more interviews. We want to have more interesting things going on and some really cool topics. And we're going to start figuring out a good format for our season two season two. Let's see if we can try for a live stream for our first show back for season two, but we still have plenty to go for season one. Yeah. So we're, we're not running out of steam just yet. Yeah. Plenty well, of stuff. And the only reason we're dumb taking a little break is <laughs> notice that only reason why we're dumb. Yeah. We're taking a little break. Because I can't stand this. Fuck nothing. Yeah, I I need a break from Mike. Um, Yeah, getting lost in time with him was a little too much to take, so I definitely need a break. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, even, come on, let's face it, even your dog wants a break from you. Anyway, wants a break from me, but I don't (laughs) know why, I'm a fucking delight. Delight to get away from. And on that note, I am Daniel the Dragon, the Blue Dragoon himself, and this has been... This has been me, Mike Schiavo, King Hamster Pellet. All here for your listening entertainment, because remember... We do this for you. And the Dragoon... Remember, the Dragoon Slayer podcast is everyone's favorite podcast. Dragoon Slayer podcast, opening 24-7 for your dinner and dining desires. We have no current location, but if you'd like to spot us, please let us know. <laughs> yeah, so thank you all for tuning in for another episode. If you are in the New York, New Jersey area, please try to make your way out for one of Mike's performances. Try to make your way out for Danielle's performance on June 7th. You can find all the information. The video is up for that interview for the entire episode 28 of the Dragoon's Lair podcast on YouTube, Blue Dragoon 13 page. So please check that out and show some support. Show some Mike some support for his performance. Show Danielle some a lot of appreciation. Yes. And reach out for her. She she does make jewelry, so make sure you guys reach out if you want to see some of the stuff that she's done on her Instagram. I want to thank her once again for coming on the show. And remember, folks, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Now get out. Bye-bye. Later. Later.